Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You can still claim your free audiobook when you sign up to a free one-month trial of the Audible service when you go to audible.co.uk slash footballramble. You might choose Pete's favourite audiobook, Bright Lights, Big City by Jay McEnany, or you might choose Luke's favourite audiobook, Digital Fortress by Dan Brown, or one of nearly 60,000 titles. Go and claim your free audiobook at audible.co.uk slash footballramble now. Ramble is law, you are crime. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome <laughs> to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus and I've got my three pals with me, Jim. Hello. Pete. Hello. And Luke. Alright. Yes, I am. Now, oh, there's a big talk about Gareth Bale and Luis Suarez being divey divers. Um, well, I'm going to ask you um, to tell us uh, a memorable piece of simulation from the annals of time. Jim. Um, I'm going to go with, with a classic dive. For me, uh, I think this is where I first learned what diving was. It's Jurgen Klinsmann, Italia yeah. 90, oh, yeah. uh, against Argentina. He got the defender sent off, didn't he? Because he properly, properly went over. In the final as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the Klinsmann dive was a thing we all did in the playground, either to like to take the piss or just cheat. Because yeah. um, it, it was like a proper swan dive, wasn't it? It was yeah. so, so over the top. But it's, I don't think people had seen the like. Well, it, was the, it was the flicker, wasn't it? He went over, was it Pedro Monzon? Mm. And... He, so he jumped over him, and that was the the original dive. And then, as he's rolling, he then flicks himself in the air. Yes, that's right. Yeah, which is it's a, a, um, unbelievable. The referee it? hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, the look yeah. on look on Mondon's face as well is incredible. Well, are you f- but Rick, oh god! I know. Well, Argentina had another man sent off. Didn't yeah, they, I think, Argentina, right at the end. Argentina were disciplinary was absolutely <laughs> appalling. <laughs> well, to be fair, in the first in the first game on the receiving end. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true, yeah. Um, and, and I think. Uh, who was it? Curler. Um, did he d- die for the penalty? It yeah, was a bit the, of a the, soft the, penalty. The penalty was definitely not a penalty as well. Because there's yeah. a bit of a rivalry between those two because oh, of those two, semi- uh, two, those two finals, 86 and 90. Mm. But, yeah. In d- a strong start. Well done, Pete, uh, what have uh, you got for us? I'm going to go for Stephen Taylor against yeah. with the uh, when he went down as if he'd been shot. William Defoe. Mm. Excellent. I bet he really, it was genuinely like he'd been shot, like he was in an audition for a, for a Movie. Well, were you convinced that he actually was hell? You saw it. Yeah, at first I thought bloody hell, because that's the same game that Kieran Dyer and Lee Bowyer uh, beat each other up. So I thought maybe one of them <laughs> what a game. found a weapon <laughs> and it had all gone off even more. But Lee Bowyer's face in that game alone, it, <laughs> it was like a clenched fist, as he yeah, once said. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, good one, Pete. Good one, Stephen Taylor getting shot by a football. Luke, um, I'm going to go for. Um, there's a game last season, Twente versus Ajax. Yeah, this guy called Peter Viskelhoff. He's a midfield player. I think he was the captain at the time. He um, 
he's got a really bad touch on the halfway line the ball's about to go away for a, th- for a throw in and there's a defender or a midfield player sort of near him mm. so he, he, he sort of tries to dive but halfway through he thinks it's probably a bad thing to do so tucks up his knees under him so it looks like he's trying to jump on the back of like an imaginary horse just hits the deck <laughs> and like looks around really really sheepishly that's, uh, that's my one that's yeah, very good, good. I like that and I like the one for um, when the Duisburg manager uh, headbutted the player oh they both went down and he went down da- yeah but yeah. The, the, uh, the, the player went down like a uh, a little bit after him thought I'd better go down here just yeah. to come <laughs> my back yeah okay well I um, I've got I've got, I've got a couple I was, I was you've just reminded me of another one actually I was going to say Dida for Milan oh yeah at yeah, Celtic yeah. Park yeah. when the fan came on and patted him on the, 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 the chest as if to say thanks for the goal mate you know yeah. <laughs> and he went down like he'd been um, sledgehammered yeah. but actually I'm not going <laughs> to say that they are tough they've got so they've probably been quite well, especially mm. those Glaswegians yeah. um, I'm going to go for Jens Lehmann and Didier Drogba Ah, oh, that's brilliant. Oh, that was good. That was doubly embarrassing, wasn't it? That's there right. There was no dignity anywhere near the pitch. <laughs> <of that. laughs> it was a great one. Amazing. Yeah, and it's one with the points. Oh. Uh, Honourable mention to one. We, we have a little thing about this on the website at the moment, the, the footballroom.com. There's some of the, the great dives throughout history. There's one which is just phenomenal. It's from Ecuador versus Chile. Oh, yeah. Under 20s ago. The guy's name is Brian um, Carrasco. And Quite recent. Ba- yeah, he basically, there's a defender on him, and he grabs the defender's hand, <laughs> hits himself in the face <laughs> with it, and goes over. <laughs> It's incredible. That's a lovely bit of work. It's diving 2.0, isn't it? It's brilliant. You're actually simulating the reasons for the dive. I like that. He's taking it one step further. Yeah. That's Hats one him the points. Yeah, true. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he certainly has. Certainly has. Well, let's move on to the Premier League. And uh, Liverpool versus Stoke, that was where uh, one of these dives happened, Luis Suarez. Mm. Um, and it's a funny one. Two teams, you know, Liverpool have got a, a diver in their in their ranks, one, one could argue. And Stoke, uh, traditionally a bit dirty. Well, yeah. Robert Hooth's like stem- like just stepped on Suarez didn't he he's mm. escaped punishment for that I don't see how that's not a foul or not some sort of you know offence mm. I seem to recall Tony Pulis falling out with the Gillingham chairman so good like it <laughs> connected <laughs> you can have it yeah <laughs> Pulis was uh, very full of praise for Glenn Johnson wasn't he after, after the game because it was a particular tackle he went up for where both he and I think think possibly Ryan Shawcross went up for the ball they both sort of ended up on the deck and just got on with it it was like yeah it was a proper old fashioned challenge it was really nice to see that I went up to him afterwards and said well done you did well it's like alright Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah, calm stop down. being so manly yeah. <laughs> granite snowman the, I remember in the post-match <laughs> interview for that game um, Tony Pulis makes a little bit of a mensch about Luis Suarez and he's like quite intense with his eyes and the interviewer I forget who it was might be Jonathan Pierce, says oh would you want to expand on that and I was like don't ask him that <laughs> he's like off on one <laughs> he's taking this baseball cap off of your headbutt yeah, yeah um, uh, it was a comedy it, dive though wasn't yeah, it yeah it's a ridiculous dive from Suarez he's doing it so much it seems like we're saying this every week yeah, well, we are. Well, because he is doing, he's it doing it every week. Well, with yeah. split-second decisions, if that's something you've got in your arsenal, so to speak, that's something that's going to come up again and again, I suppose. He just needs to stop doing it. It was a double dive, wasn't it? For it yeah. But the, the bail one was ridiculous as well. Um, yeah. it, it, in both cases, there were clear ch- attempts to con the referee and just cheat, and I don't know why they're not getting booked for that. But Bale says that he, he's, he runs at such pace that he, sometimes he's literally trying to get out of the way of things. And I think he... I, wouldn't, I mean to defend Bale he didn't really appeal and he also did look like he was. Tra- he thought Guzan was going to take a massive lump out of him so I, I can sort of understand why the thought process was there I, I think it's a tricky one isn't it when you, uh, when you do run at such pace like uh, some of us do faster, <laughs> faster than your eyes <laughs> yeah. faster than light faster than your own feet I don't, I don't Bale's had his ears pinned back as well as has. revealed exclusively on the football ramble ahead of everyone else That's so maybe right. that makes him even faster yeah that is very true I, I would have thought someone like Gareth Bale when he runs and he sees 
a sort of 70-30, 60-40, whatever it was in his favour. You know, a lot of players, they say they anticipate a foul coming and you can't, they kind of go down mm. before that foul. But like you say, if that foul doesn't come, mm. then he, then it's, yeah. a, it's a dive. I don't know, for me, it looked, it's like, a dive. He, he, it looked like he knew what he was doing. Yeah, I'm sure, in that circumstance. Yeah, I mean, As Bale, you said before, a lot of the time he's like a chimp in a minefield, isn't yeah. he? He's just all over the place. He's, I mean, it was a shocking dive, he should have got booked. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose it's a different shade of because you know we seem to more than any other season we seem to be talking about this constantly. Hmm. The, the rules are already there; the referees can enforce them, but they're not doing it. Why, why are they not? Why are they not booking players? They've got they've, they've got everything on their side to do it. I think it's a tricky one for the ref, though, isn't it? Because if you know, sometimes a little collision and someone falls over, it's it's not quite a dive. Did, did they get the hmm. ball? This and that. It, it does open a bit of a can of worms. Yes, that is it? the case, but they they never seem to book them. No. I don't think but some people mm. will say to you if it's not a penalty it's a dive and it should be booked which isn't true no that's not no. true so, but in those clear Jim's right in those clear cases they yeah. should be and sometimes it looks like the, re- the dive is so poor that the referee doesn't even really want to be associated with well, it, it I think it, the case should be if it's a clear attempt to cheat if it's clear then it's got to be well, but, but therefore I mean Suarez when he appeals like that He's he the re- he that should be the green light to the referee to give him a booking. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. he's basically saying no, that was a foul. Because he's appealed for it. Yeah, exactly. And so the referee thinks, well, hang on a minute, I don't think it was. But why, why has there been more comments and more talk about Suarez diving, which is essentially essentially ludicrous but harmless, and there's not really much right, who? about Hooth which is dangerous. Yeah. I, didn't See, think, I, I completely agree well, with that. I didn't I think his, his, what Hoof did was as bad as people were making out because I, I read a lot about it before I actually saw it. It, it, it wasn't like malicious like with a lot of intent. It's yeah. almost like he, he's almost like, I'm not defending it, but it's almost like he just didn't move his foot out of the way sort of thing. Yeah, he, he meant to make But that's I more mean, dangerous than a dive. Of course it is. I mean, if you, if you were to t- be on the football pitch, what would you rather? Someone dive against you or stamped on you? Mm. It's a no-brainer, you know. Mm. I prefer someone to stamp me, then dive, mm. and then and then get a penalty against me. What do you reckon, Pete? The stamp or the dive? Which uh, one's going to come out on top? Stive. St- <laughs> stive. <laughs> that is brutal. Of that. <laughs> Mark Schwartz did an amazing one as well. Jason Punchin sort of almost like just backed his bum into it. Oh, yeah. He just went over. That was a funny one, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah goalkeepers get all the decisions, don't they? Anyway, Liverpool haven't uh, haven't really set the world on fire. They had a really good result last weekend, and I yeah. sort of thought that might kick him on a bit. But Stoke were a tough team. They just they, looked so. a bit sloppy. Rainer again. His distribution was really really poor. Yeah. Something up with him. Yeah. Uh, Manchester United had a good result against Newcastle United. Peter three <clears> 0 <throat> They did. It was really disappointing. I thought the uh, the first two goals. Really, really sloppy defending. Mm. There seemed to be some sort of an ar- argument between um, Tiote and, and um, Jonas about who was going to pick up a couple of the players. But uh, yeah, it was it, De Gea was flapping everything. Proper yeah. mid nineties David James kind of flapping. Didn't make a game. Yeah, yeah I not on Mario Kart. Yeah, and we didn't. Um, <laughs> we really, really didn't exploit that. But uh, yeah, they, they looked really, really good for it. To be honest, I thought Evans and Ever- uh, Evans and um, and um, Ferdinand mm. were decent because yeah. I mean they're a real handful Newcastle forward line. Yeah. Especially you know, physically as well. As yeah, we, we've been back quite a lot, and I think it was just uh, down to the fact that you know we had uh, defenders out, and they didn't. To be honest, there's no reason, no reason why Shin Ferguson should necessarily be playing in, in, in such a match. He's only 21. I think um, yeah. we've got slightly, slightly better players, even though he, he played fantastic. Don't be too down about it, Pete. The, uh, <laughs> Pete, Pete how annoyed would you have been if uh, RVP had damaged Kabai's face with that sharp elbow? <laughs> <laughs> I think we were all, we all had our hearts in our mouths yeah. at that point. It was like, lost to the game. It was it? like a man swinging a lump hammer near the, like the Elgin Marbles or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he probably gives a look and then he probably gives a look and then does because he, he had an argument with um, Tim Krull Tim didn't Krull, he last, yeah, last year? Last year. <laughs> Krull was in the stands watching on. He was yeah. It, was weird, it wasn't quite an elbow. Was it? it was like a flapping 
just arm. Yeah, it was nice to see Kroll sort of covering his mouth as well because people could understand what he was saying. Going, oh, I hate that army. Referees always do that, don't they? Yeah, when they're talking to long, they hand over their mouths in case it's lip red. Yes, that's right. Because yeah. because Tom, Tom cleverly apparently according to the match of the day when they came over to celebrate his goal, they they said he he mouthed, oh, there's no way I meant that. <laughs> the man Percy come over. That's right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's a it's a dangerous one. Or you can just get Ashley Cole to stand in front of you. Yeah, yeah, stop yeah, people yeah. lip reading you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was good to see um, uh, journalist Henry Winter swim in the tide. Swim the tide. Did he yeah, actually do yeah, it? He did. Oh yeah. yeah, he did it. Yeah. yeah, fair play to him. Made a lot of money because he, he said um, if. Newcastle give Alan Pardew a long term deal I'll, I'll swim the time did Mike actually do it just because he wanted to see him do that it wouldn't I, so. <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it past the big fat man we must be in good shape if he could yeah. swim the time oh, fair play to him um, do you know what you saying that that all, it all suddenly makes sense now doesn't yeah, it the yeah. eight year deal Pardew <laughs> Peter, oh, you, you said that didn't he <laughs> we I imagine that's something you've been tempted to do in your drunken state the rivers of, um, of England are not known for their cleanliness I imagine no. you might be losing a few pounds after this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah but he was greeted with a Newcastle towel and a little note from Pardew saying fair play you'll get a good reception when you come into the club and all this sort of stuff oh that's nice yeah, yeah. So don't well be sick on the carpet <laughs> this has a bit too much posi- like positive football news for me can, we, right? can we bring this round okay <laughs> where's G- just the place. Yeah. Right, uh, we're off to Stamford Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they beat Norwich City 4-1. But that's exceptional as well. They were. The Chelsea have been very good. Um, and they march on, they're, they're top, and they're looking very, very good indeed. Um, the Hazard goal for me was a highlight because the Norwich fan behind the goal, did you see him? <laughs> oh, was he, had, like, he, he was leaning on the sponsorship board. Yeah. It was a great goal, it was a good finish, and he sort of like looked around, put his hands up in the air, and just sort of went, like, I don't be- I don't believe that. <laughs> He's really, really annoyed. Oh, there's a, I can't remember which game it was now, but there was a fan just behind the goal, and it flashed up for a second, and he was wearing like a, um, a, a motorcycle helmet. What? Yeah, it just flashed up for just a second. <laughs> I can't bloody remember. We just reminded him of it there. But yeah, yeah Chelsea looked very good, um, but let's talk about um, John Terry and Ashley Cole. Being mm. silly boys. Well, John Terry's been. Well, they've been silly boys for a while, but um, <laughs> Ashley Cole tweeting about the FA. I, uh, I love. I absolutely love it. You're seeing headlines about something so serious. You know, it's descended into Cole forced to apologise for calling FA bunch of twats on internet. <laughs> it's just so it's still very childish. dignified, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it really. It's is. a tweet. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean. <laughs> The, the Twitter thing is coming up over and over again as well. It's, it's, it's get, get players off Twitter. Or at least teach them how to speak. Keep and stuff. players on Twitter. Well, <laughs> they've got to be allowed to be humans. You know, we all find it so deeply boring when players have been t- sort of too well media trained. They don't. They speak without actually saying anything. So yeah, exactly. if someone like Jimmy Bullard went ah, boobies on Twitter, we'd all laugh. But if you know, if Cole uses a foul bit of language uh, towards the FA, it's somehow. I I don't, I he's don't. not allowed his freedom of speech. Yeah. In the same way that John Terry displayed his freedom. <laughs> <laughs> is that actually ago. is that freedom of speech? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the whole point being that the, the, obviously the FA published their report and said that um, in quotes, Ashley Cole is a really, really polite way of putting it, like a Darwinian way of putting it. He evolved his evidence, yeah. Yeah. like in the way what he got sort of more intelligent and more diverse over time. No, it was he changed his he lied. Basically. <laughs> he changed what he said. What was the word they used about Terry's defense? Uh, his defense, which oh, it's something could like, be you applied to his actual defense. Was it something Slow like lumbering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> quick to ground, <laughs> <laughs> Un- unlikely, and one, two or two other things. Yeah, yeah. 
Unlikely to be effective against her, yeah. <laughs> and he left the courtroom with dirty shorts. <laughs> uh, oh, we should actually come, I mean, people are saying, oh, we shouldn't play for England again. It would the, be quite... the Guardian wrote a really big pitch on like, them yeah. to how they should never play football again. Well, well, Henry Winter himself, a stinging attack. Mm. But obviously the Chelsea and the England things are, are slightly different issues. But, I mean, realistically, if, you're, if Chelsea put themselves out there as they do as I've seen them do in the ground and you know in their literature and stuff as being a zero tolerance club when it comes mm. to racism mm. I mean you know I don't want to sort of be tub thumping and get the pitchforks out or anything but they've got a decision to make if, if, they, if, if John Terry decides not to appeal that thing and yeah. I accepts the verdict yeah. and pays the fine and serves, serves the ban you know effectively accepts his guilt mm. then Chelsea are facing down the prospect of having a racist convicted captain leader and legend captain. yeah, yeah. Well, so they've got to think about it and to well, be quite I frank you know what they're going to lose John Terry in uh, not the best form in, in the best time of his career so you know he's a very yeah. important player for them come on yeah, no, not, no 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 but what I'm saying is that you know eight, say eight, he's 30, not 23 eight, is he you know is eight, he? Th- yeah exactly mm. it, it, if they were gonna, ever going to make a decision it would be this part, it, at this point in his career not when he's 27 yeah. 28 I think, I think the FA I agree with a lot of what's been said I think the FA could have made a real statement and even though Terry is preempted. The England thing by retiring, there's nothing to stop the FA saying, "Well, he's banned anyway." Mm. We're banning him for life anyway. Yeah, and, and they, can, then they, can, they can at least wrestle the control back, say that this is unacceptable. We're trying to show racism in the red card, all those other cliches. Mm. We don't care that he's pulled himself out of England contention. We're banning him anyway. So even when there's mm. a massive, uh, maybe it's in a year's time, when we have mm. five injured centre backs. And there's talk of trying to get him out of retirement. Yeah. Mm. He's banned. He's not available for selection mm. anymore. And the same with Ashley Cole. If Ashley Cole's got, I don't know. If this is the case. It's the pages about the, the reports are about sixty odd pages long. But if so, I've not read it all. But if Ashley Cole is deliberately misleading an FY inquiry into into racism, he should also be banned. It's, it's a privilege to play for your country, yeah. not a right. He's the best left back in the country. So what? Doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. Doesn't mean anything at all. They should make a statement and really take the chance to do something for, for the good of the game. You know, Leighton Baines thinks he should be banned. He's got a lovely penalty. <laughs> a lovely penalty. That's what I'm saying. Read between the lines. Get you, want, you want Baines? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he can bl- bloody take a penalty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do, you, do you reckon it was Ryan Bertrand that evolved? Well, Chelsea never a dull moment at the bridge. But, I mean, it, I mean, this yeah, is a football on. show at the end of the day, and, and we, it's worth saying that they're playing excellently on the pitch. <laughs> Just to remind you, oh, they are playing very well. Yeah, they're, they're, they're flying fantastically. Well, they've yeah. got to be considered yeah. title contenders. But the personal they've got, the start they've had, they've got yeah. to be. Also, Torres is firing six goals already this season. Mm. You know, he's had a couple of chances where you know he, he missed a chance early on, and last season his head would have gone down. This mm. time, he, he just didn't let it bother him. Got on with it. He got his goal. He was involved. Tried an overhead kick, you know, yeah. build up to Lampard's goal. It's just, those are the sort of things he wasn't doing a year Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. Also, another thing in their favour, got a lot of players who've already won the league. No, it's mm. not in their last month or two of the season. They know what's right. expected. They don't have a defensive midfielder of of high quality. Really, did that? I mean, Mikel. Arsene oh, Wenger did a really, right, really interesting. Well, there was an interview with Arsene Wenger where he says a couple of really interesting things, and it was around the Arteta role, yeah. mm. and saying that he doesn't, he doesn't know if defensive midfield players of that nature mm-hmm. are that important anymore at that, at that yeah. level. Yeah, but, yeah, there's but, certainly arguments to be made. Well, Pirlo fills that role without being that player. Hmm. Well, it's not like Xavi Alonso. He's not. You wouldn't say. Well, no. Well, what I was about to say, if you look at the best sides in the world, I mean, Barcelona and Real Madrid, which of course we'll come to later, they don't have a, t- a traditional um, stopper in there. No. no. And uh, so know, maybe it's not Arsenal. Important. You could argue. I, mean, I wouldn't well, with, say with Song going. Yeah. Song was never really a properly defensive yeah. midfielder anyway. I think yeah. he was just big, and people sort of made that mistake because he would just, you know, bomb up the pitch all the time. He's always getting involved. Manchester United. Never, never, never well, Man City let Man City let De Jong go as well. Yeah. You know that those. I mean, Van Bommel as well. He's 
he's, he's a box to box, isn't he? Yeah, it's one of those sort of uh, sort of talking players that you, you know the, the, the football um, fan in the in the stands wants to see, mm. like you know your Lee Boy is, especially this central defender, so yeah. bite your leg kind of yeah. central defense. But it's, they've just moved up the yeah. pitch slightly. Because we place for everything and everything in its place. I think almost because <laughs> the Makaleli was so successful in the Makaleli role, it was defined as a so role that, from that. Yeah, mm. that doesn't necessarily um, have to apply in every system. Well, Pete's Pete, absolutely right. If you go watch a game in England, as soon as someone puts a big tackle in, everyone's like, Ray! They? they love Tony a bit of that. Yeah. is on there shaking hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when there's a dive, boo! Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, uh, let's go on to Wigan to Everton to the Toffees drop points. They're mm. five points off Chelsea now. I mean, still had a great start to the season. The fact that you're saying that it means they've had a good start of the season. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but it is a shame that, that for for Everton that yeah. they they drop the points. Not for Wigan, of course. It was a decent point. Wigan played very well. Yeah. Well, um, big cone. Eh? Big cone. Oh, mm. he's made yeah. a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's having a good time. Um, but Everton, I mean that. How do we see them going? We didn't speak about them last week. Well, th- this is going to happen sooner or later. You know, they've got they've still got a, quite a small squad, haven't they? They're yeah. Away at Wigan, you know, Wigan are obviously picking up. They did play well there. You know, they're not going to they're not going to win the league, are they? It's just about them hanging in there for as long as they can. And they did drop points. They didn't lose. You know, they're, they're still yeah. playing very well. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the pressure's getting to them a bit. They've got a lot of teams. Wigan is a funny one because they've got a lot. Of, they didn't ask about Wigan. You asked about Everton, but Wigan have got mm. teams below them who are, who are, in my view, are worse than them. So mm. they, they need to pick up points wherever they can, not be beaten in their home games. And I think they might be alright because don't, as soon as we've been end of February ticks around, they just win every game going. <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to make sure they're, in, they're still in touch, really. But Everton, mm. Everton have last time Everton sort of started this well would have been the season they came fourth and so yeah. they've got a big thing to live, to live up to but again their squad's probably not the biggest it may start to take its toll especially around Christmas mm-hmm. I don't know what fixtures they've got over Christmas actually but that'll be a big big sort of time of the season for them mm-hmm. Moyes made an interesting point recently uh, talking about the, the start they had when they finished fourth he said even then you know they were a team where they would grind out results and they were built on hard work but now you expect goals from Everton there's goals in that side all over it and yeah there is and so it's a, well, it's, yeah. it's a very very different animal from that team that we're, we're referencing back to when they, they seem to have a lot more wide play now as well, well seem, to, seem to play a lot more, with a lot more width from what I've seen as well um, Arsenal fantastic away win at West Ham mm. uh, but the game got going with a lovely one from Diarmi fantastic yeah. finish he's got Michael Jackson finger tape as well which has he like. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's a weird one he threatens to do that and then messes up the finish quite a lot so that was yeah. a great fin though wasn't it yeah it was, it was pretty what about good. Giroud's finish I thought it was a really 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 good finish I a really, really good uh, game of football as well I thought I, I thought for once I thought oh West Ham have got something you know a match that they can sort of hang their hat on maybe they, they might go yeah, ahead and win this yeah. but they yeah, they didn't they but just didn't. didn't I love the Giro goal because it was a real and Marcus as, as a man who's played up front <laughs> in the past yourself not at that level um, but you didn't you didn't, you didn't like the fact that you picked the ball out gave it out wide carried on this run and oh, didn't, yeah. didn't really break mm. his stride for the finish it's Delight. a real textbook striker yeah. well, and and the it delivery stretch. delivery yeah. from Podolski was exceptional as well. it, it did all the work for Giroud in a way in terms of the actual pace on the ball and you know Giroud did exceptionally well to get in there and knock that in it was and a goal of a great striker as well yeah, yeah absolutely he'll need that I mean because you know when you're in a position where you haven't scored in the league um, for a while and it's you know you've just started at the club um, every time you don't score uh, you know it's seen as a big problem if Podolski um, you know gets in a position and it's blocked on the line or it's blocked by a defender everyone's like oh it's Podolski he's getting in amongst it again he's been brilliant so far mm. up until then if Giroud did it was like oh he's missing everything you know, yeah. even though it's the same situation the narrative is so attached to it yeah, completely so that, that pressure is gone from Giroud now and he, he set up Theo Walcott as well mm. for his goal Walcott so, came on and changed the game well, Walk- Walcott has, has stepped up hasn't he you know he said to Wenger I want to play out front he's yeah. scoring goals I think he's I think he's got four this season yeah. I'm not sure if he started well, gonna, the game I was going to say he was, he was maybe I think he, he might have started up there earlier um, <laughs> and he's, uh, 
Cazorla's goals are beautiful. Cazorla, yeah, fantastic. What a player he is. What what was so nice in the in the in the post match interview when Wenger was asked about Cazorla? he, he smiled and went oh he's fantastic to watch isn't he and all this and I was yeah. like there you are see yeah. you go buy someone he you loves love it, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had a lovely time John, John Motson said something about um, how you know I'm not going to compare him to Fabregas but it's like you've unearthed another gem yeah a gem who's just won the Euros <laughs> yeah, just yeah. unearthed that obscure yeah. footballing backwater that is La Liga I mean at the end of last season we said well, well a few of us said that he's he's the best player in Spain outside the top two teams yeah, that's right. and, and he's carrying on to prove that <laughs> he's in the 08 Euro squad as well no. yeah. <laughs> he's, gone, he's gone he's gone from something but he's gone from a very different footballing culture never played football outside of Spain as far as I know like straight in there a lot faster a lot more probably a lot more physical as a league and it's not affected in any way it probably helps that you know Arsenal playing the way they do but he did say um, Wenger as well that he's the most two-footed player he's seen since uh, Glenn Hoddle when he had him at Monaco which is interesting. Oh, really? that's, that's a huge shout especially yeah. given that he had Thierry Henry at both clubs for so long yeah. expect a single coming out yeah well I, wasn't, I didn't think he'd say the most two-footed player since Devil Suka you know, <laughs> yeah. if indeed Devil Suka was there under Wenger I think maybe he was yeah uh, yeah and another side we've got to mention before we move on from the Premier League is West Brom mm. what a start they've had cracking game they are, uh, not only have QPR. they got a brilliant record at home they have been magnificent yeah, yeah. The, one of the goals they scored against QPR was so good I know well, yeah so good it really was I mean uh, uh, Tarrat was there to, to get a good one. Oh, that was brilliant yeah I think yeah. Granero's goal Tarrat's goal and I think it was Malumbu it was the, the last West Brom goal wasn't it? which was super I love Granero's well. goal the pirate um, one thing that's worth pointing out is that now QPR are officially one game away from uh, the red nap bat single be- back single being chucked up <laughs> two points from eight games if they, if they lose the next do game reckon, yeah. do you reckon red nap will go there it's a massive droopy the dog well, bat signal yeah. going up in the clouds <laughs> to be fair it's already, he's already had the vote of confidence from Tony Fernandez, the dreaded vote of confidence he's also had a, a, a shed load of offers from abroad according to him yeah. they really? play Everton they yeah, play, well, that's what red nap says they it? play Everton next week which will probably get beat I yeah. think mm. then there'll be two points from eight games Redknapp gets in his car gets his tool belt on winds his window down just <laughs> turns up like his road get me in <laughs> drives down to Sky <laughs> yeah. just with a window open driving round till a reporter comes out yeah. oh, well, oh QPR no I've not heard anything about it what <laughs> he, he won't have to drive around very long no. <laughs> Harry, is that Loftus Road in your sat nav no <laughs> it's a terrific sat nav but it's not it's not that's my Sandra she always wants to go there <laughs> yeah. uh, to be fair though um, he'd get them out of trouble of course he would yeah Hughes has got them in trouble I, 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 with Hughes I mean it's a funny one when he, he had a good season at Fulham lest we forget yeah. and then he was like and he no. was a massive dick yeah he was a huge even Al Fired couldn't believe it you know, <laughs> and if, if he can't then Al yeah, Out dick the dick yeah. master he was like hang on yeah. <laughs> it's my job yeah this is, this is my office um, <laughs> how are you getting on with that Jackson statue and uh, he said um Hughes sort of said no no a new challenge and all the rest of it and then goes what, about a mile up the road mm. and then he's not having a good time where's he going to go next mm. is he, well he, he's still in a job sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being all Sky Sports I think Did you go back, to, back <laughs> to Blackburn yeah they'll take it well yeah. there's an available back one back to Wales well let's move on to yeah. the Champions League I'll tell you what you, they'd have him back at Wales over Coleman yeah, they and much sure they would yeah they would well you mentioned Blackburn they lost 1-0 um, at home to Wolves Blackburn have had a good start but as soon as Steve Keane goes well they lose well they're down to ninth now yeah um, I, I, the fact that they lost uh, and there's a great bit of um, man management by the uh, by the board by as soon as they, they lost saying mm-hmm. well, we might get an insurer in <laughs> so you better buck your ideas up otherwise that's going to happen otherwise that's actually happening Cause, yeah I mean because this is definitely the time in you know Blackburn's existence as a club that they need to take a punt on someone isn't <laughs> yeah. it yeah 
I like how they've spent nothing over the last few, uh, you know, a couple of seasons with Steve Keen. I can't imagine that man was very expensive. Yeah, you know, getting cheering. Well, like, it'd be like a million quid a day. <laughs> Uh, a million pound per point as well as a million pound a day <laughs> yes, so right. a million pound a day yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it was, I mean we, Tim Sherwood would be an alright one wouldn't he I like uh, Philly Solback in the manager of Wolves he's a notable egg yeah. <laughs> he looks like a professor I mean is it you'd it, be mental to leave Wolves for Blackburn though at the moment. I'm not saying he's going to go though I'm just saying that's who they play they, I know I know he's I, I've no doubt he's very 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 happy where he is right now but is it time to get Sven back to the shores of this country y- You need help <laughs> <laughs> No they need help <laughs> And I know just the man um, He can bring both of his ladies over It was a nice goal Sarko's goal was brilliant yeah. by the way mm. um, uh, Oh uh, Nuge update He's an absolute quality foreman <laughs> The Nuge scored at Leicester yeah. City uh, 1-2 No the Leicester City yeah, Good start to the season Lots of good starts to the season well, people are touting that uh, Nigel Pearson's going to lose his job And they're doing really well Leicester uh, They're right up there The second or something funny, isn't it? Yeah, Cardiff went top With a good win um, at Ipswich So uh, Oh did you see DJ Campbell's goal? <laughs> DJ Campbell Wearing five Yeah Was he wearing five as well? Uh, uh, there's so a lot of tweeted us about it There's yeah. a lot of numbers I don't agree mm-hmm. Coney for Wigan He's number two isn't yeah. he? Yeah Obviously Dempsey's mm-hmm. number two DJ Campbell With two hands mm. Slam dunked the ball Into the net yeah, it's class <laughs> <laughs> mm. He's got to say something He's got to pipe up I think you should get one a season Oh, I've got me debut. Get yourself a running. Yeah, the new sided takes it. Yes. <laughs> We're 5 0 up. Yeah. Imagine, imagine <laughs> you wasted that. You get, you get, you get one, one a season and it gets into the last game to win the league and you realise you haven't used your one. Yeah. <laughs> but either team haven't. <laughs> yeah, good. New rules, new FIFA ruling. Um, uh, let's go to Scotland. We're not going to go to the SPL for obvious reasons. They lost. Um, the Scottish, uh, <laughs> <laughs> SPL lost. <laughs> yeah, the Scottish third division. <laughs> Where Stirling Albion beat Rangers Newco 1 0. Mm. An incredible result. Um, Stirling Albion, they were bottom. Now they're second bottom on goal difference. But the big story there was um, their player manager, Greg McDonald, missed out on the big win because he was getting. Married. Has there been a more Scottish name in that? Is he Scot- <laughs> is, is, isn't his name Greg even spelt the Scottish way as well? Yeah, it is he with an I. His middle name is Sporran. <laughs> Sporran. Sporran. Rangers yeah. are Rangers are Nuco, a third in the uh, in the third division. They are, they haven't yeah. won on the way game yet. Oh, wow, it's tough on the road in the Scottish yeah. division. Sometimes they don't even have roads. <laughs> yeah, I was say, what, they're playing on roads. There's <laughs> a couple of A roads. It's a level, isn't it? That pitch. It's gravel. <laughs> I think last week I said that uh, Berwick Rangers were uh, non-league. They're not non-league. They're uh, in the third. Someone team. actually complained about that. <laughs> <laughs> All three of them. All Berwick Rangers. Oh hey. uh, dear, oh dear. Would you miss it? Would you? What do you think of that? He shouldn't be getting married during the season, should he? Player no, manager getting married in the game against Rangers. Yeah, that's poor. It's yeah. poor. <laughs> Maybe he wasn't planning on Rangers yeah, being I, in the division. Yeah. To be fair. I, I think that's a fairly safe assumption. Yeah. <laughs> when it, when the wedding was undoubtedly yeah. booked. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Oh, we might play Rangers. Oh yeah, dream on, Greg. <laughs> Griggy, yeah. right then, uh, let's go abroad. We got to go to La Liga first, where it was two apiece in El Classic. Mm. Uh, Barcelona two, Real Madrid two at the uh, the Camp Nou. Messi and Ronaldo with doubles. It just doesn't let you down oh, that thing. No, it, does it? <laughs> it really doesn't. It was really heated as well. Yeah, it was. And, uh, the, the goals, were, like the, 
Messi's goal was mm. the, the sort of the, the first his one. first goal. It was mm. he had to stutter yeah. to, to get that in. It looked like a almost tapping at first. It really, really the wasn't. way he shuffled his feet so was cleverly. Superb. And his free kick was immaculate. And Ronaldo's oh. two goals were just brilliant. In that uh, they both summed themselves up exactly. so well in that game. Yeah. They, they really both delivered. It what, what I loved about Ronaldo's <laughs> first is is that celebration he does. Just calm down. Yeah. Calm down, everybody. I've got this. Yeah, it's superb. It really is great. <laughs> Always spares a bit of time to point at himself as well. Yeah, that's right. But Messi's first goal, Pepe went into kamikaze mode, didn't he? <laughs> he threw himself into a tackle with such sort of gusto, it actually looked like a foul. Yeah. And it's only when I saw it the second time I realised it wasn't. Mm. Oh, you, sh- you should have um, seen, there's a little write-up on there. Was it um, a little thing on Sky Sports just ahead of the game? And there's this little uh, paragraph about it, and it was going on about two different ideologies, two different teams locked in immortal combat, and all this kind of. Be rubbish if it was the two of the same teams playing each other, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. just be rubbish. Yeah, but, I thought uh, it was an excellent game. I thought um, it, well, it really was a messy Ronaldo show, wasn't it? But they did they did kind of revert to type though, um, the two sides. After a while, when it, they realise it's a very close game, one's not getting the better of the other, Real Madrid think, oh yeah, we like to rough you up, and Barcelona go, yeah, you do that, and then we just kind of dive a bit and try and mm. wind you up that way. Mm. And and when they start doing that... And Pepe's, I'll just kick people. Yeah, I'll yeah. kick people, I'll do both. You realise you're giving me licence. Yeah. <laughs> Pepe is the only player, perhaps, to boot someone and then try and dive in the process, yeah. you know, <laughs> on the way down. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Well, Montoya hit the bar late on. Oh, that, that would have been glorious for him. Yeah, I love uh, Ronaldo's record in the Classico, is amazing. Well, Ronaldo yeah. is, is now got the highest um, goals to minutes ratio of any Real Madrid player ever he's recently right? overtaken Alfredo Di Stefano which is incredible <laughs> he's different he's, a, he's amazing any other, any other generation he'd be the best player in the world by a million miles yeah Mm. Well, uh, also in the Liga, Atletico Madrid beat Malaga 2-1 And they've got mm. level they with have. Barcelona at Leti mm. Well, Falcao, I mean, I, I mean, speaking of Cristiano Ronaldo, for me Falcao's the best out-and-out striker in the world he's, I mean, he's, he's, oh, well, we'll move on to him in a minute Well, his, <laughs> no, like, his goals to minutes ratio in the league of the season is dwarfs even Ronaldo's and Messi's wow. He cannot stop scoring goals yeah, yeah, he is right He's got 12 there. goals in 7 games this season <laughs> <laughs> in, in the Liga as well and Malaga are no pushovers as well yeah. It's I find it really interesting the way that Atletico that's, that's in like all competitions Falcao not yeah. just in the Liga he's trying to give Atleti some sort of stupid buffer so that when it undoubtedly goes a bit mad Mm. It, yeah, like, yeah. they'll be so, alright when he leaves for Man City yeah. well, I find <laughs> it really interesting the way Atletico Madrid have constantly managed to replace strikers because direct, direct like for like well, replacements great ones, very yeah. rarely work I mean obviously Falcao was a replacement for Aguero Aguero was a replacement for Torres and each one has been an absolute roaring Forland of course as well yeah. it's, it's, it's great they, there's one you know they can manage one thing very well <laughs> <Yeah>. at the <laughs> expense of everything else they do yeah. Yeah. but they still take it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Europa League uh, yeah. win that a couple of times. Um I really like Atletico Madrid's kit. I mm. love the I the, just really like Atletico Madrid. There's yeah. so much entertainment. I love the um the, the, the white and red stripes and the blue shorts. Mm. Paraguay esque. Yeah. It is, yeah. Well they're level yeah. on points with Barcelona, you know? Yeah. Could could they be the hearts of La Liga? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> win the hearts of La Liga. <laughs> um I do hope so. Falcao though, I mean not enough can be said about that man. Not only is he is he physically tough mm. and strong mm. and and all that kind of stuff, he's also got a lovely deft touch, isn't he? Well, his goal and his goal against Malaga was a he, header. Yeah, one of those strikers yeah. who's just uh, how do you defend mm. against that? He's mm. got it all, you know. And he ripped Chelsea he's, to he's pieces. Expi- in the he's Super sorry, Cup he's as well. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, you can argue Chelsea might not have been that as well. Fussed, but the thing with Falcao, he's got to be what like fifty odd now. Who Falcao? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's> incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. 
I think that um, in the box he's just so explosive, isn't he? he yeah. you know, I mean, he's probably one of those strikers that when they, people play against them, they just never feel safe when he's yeah. in the box. They keep, whether it's mm. keeping an eye on him or shepherding him when he's got the ball at his mm, feet, yeah, or the true. keeper's keeping an eye on what, sh- what foot he's going to strike it with. Yeah. He's got it all, so it's difficult. It's nuisance quality. Yeah. We will talk about uh, another one of the world's greatest strikers in a bit after Serie A. Mm. Uh, the Milan derby happened on the same night as the Classico. My goodness, what a treat. That shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. Yeah, it shouldn't have to make a decision. On. Well, uh, yeah, and there was other couple. Yeah. The UN have got to step in on that. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Um, uh, and, and into 1 1 0. Um, before the game, it was funny, wasn't it? We've talked about Milan, as a lot of people have. With um, their shortcomings this season, and and uh, Ambrosini, the captain, was appealing to fans before the game to, to buy tickets. I bet he was thinking, I shouldn't have to be doing this. <laughs> I, li- I like the quote. It says, "Guys, a derby without you makes no <laughs> yeah. sense." Might, might not be in that tone, <laughs> guys. But it guys. might be. Who's bringing the potato salad? <laughs> <laughs> Ambrosini doesn't like the sort of guy who would enjoy a potato salad as well. No, no. Yeah. He, I, he said, "Buy tickets because we can all go together to the stadium to win." <laughs> right? Where is he? Yeah. Where is he? He's at the he promised he'd be here. He's, he's at the wheel of the bus. Should we have one more in here? We'll have one more in here. It'll turn out. I'm going to be annoyed about Take that. Take Hodgson's book on the tube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they lost 1-0. Um, big Walter Samuel with the goal. I mean, they, they, they did a few chances. Great fact from uh, Paolo Bandini that um, Walter Samuel's won, won every single Milan derby he started in. Ooh, wow. Not just, not just undefeated, won. Oof. My yeah. goodness. 1941, the last time uh, Milan lost four and seven at the start of the season. Is that right? Yeah. Good Great stat. Who, who goes? To, it just goes to show that selling all your best players isn't that good. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <That's> annoying. Eleventh. <laughs> there was eleventh. We're we talking about the prince is still there. There were some great banners as well. Was it? So, um, Into did a really intricate banner of all the funny things that happened to Milan <laughs> <laughs> in, summer, in like, cartoon form, <laughs> followed by a banner that just said, "All right, shit." <laughs> <laughs> She's great stuff. It's Cassano, that isn't yeah, it? It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're loving that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh dear, that is super. Serial once again, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Juventus won again. Well, Juventus no. did win again. Steamroller in the whole league. Uh, beat Siena two one. Very picturesque with the way, the way Siena Stadium is. Pirlo with a pillow roller. Ah, P-roller yeah. Under the wall. You knew the wall's gonna jump. Tucked, tucked it under the wall. Yeah. yeah, great stuff. Um, one of those things. If the if the wall doesn't jump, it looks dreadful. <laughs> yeah, Marquisio getting the winner. Yeah, and uh, Antonio Conte's ban's been reduced for four months. Yeah, so I think he's back in December. So they're, they're still on the feet, aren't they? When's yeah. the last time they lost a league game? Oh, Ooh. it's like they've got to be on what, like forty-one, forty-two now. Is it? Lovely, uh, lovely clothing on Shaw in that match as well. Oh, the the Siena manager. Yeah, I'm going for it? either. He looks the biz. Mafioso golfer or gay butcher? I'm not really sure. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of, uh, amalgamation really sure. between all four. Two things that go hand in hand. Well, maybe yeah. the gay gay butchery is a front. <laughs> you know, could, be, could be all of those he things he was the gay butcher yeah. of Italy yeah you're right it's a good shout that I like that it's, it's rare that sponsorship looks good on a kit as well but I think the Jeep thing is working for Juventus you think so mm. I and, think it, and Col- it could work for the football rambles yeah we're open to offers <laughs> I think Cosme looks like a I, just, I think he looks like a sort of MMA coach he does look like a bit of a bruiser yeah, yeah like but an a old, st- old stylish, boxing coach or a something stylish bruiser <laughs> yeah okay yeah <laughs> um, uh, uh, Napoli 
keeping up the pace with uh, Juventus. They beat Udinese 2-1. Um, although slightly worrying news for them, Italian finance police. Oh, God. How do you get a job They must there? be busy. <laughs> finance um, police? <laughs> <laughs> How much money are you spending? <laughs> it is my business. And imagine in Italy, that is an enormous department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diogo Maradona created that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, they raided uh, Napoli's head office. Yeah, we're just wondering who's left any of his stuff here. <laughs> yeah. From the 80s. That earrings, those earrings, that's ours. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah but, uh, but Napoli right up there and, and Lazio um, another good start to the season Hernanes and Closer it was all um, Miroslav Closer powerful header uh, and was it a one on one the other probably one, one I didn't see uh, that game Hernanes, probably one in the last minute Hernanes scored a free kick from about 30 odd yards out absolute <laughs> beauty <laughs> Closer's so, just evergreen isn't he he's what, what, 34, 35 at least in, in the shade in the shade yeah. <laughs> wet through <laughs> he's 35 wet through Jim I'm telling you yeah. <laughs> you know that um, uh, Big Ronaldo's praying that he doesn't make the uh, the next World Cup because yeah, he will take his record you know? oh yeah I don't, the thing is as much as I like Closer the yeah, romantic in me doesn't want him to. Uh, no, doesn't no. want him to take it at all. And if, and if he does, then maybe Brazil will get Ronnie out there, big Ron, <laughs> Ronaldo, as they call him. Yeah. <laughs> um, you just want it to be about 2002, don't you, Germany? If you Ronaldo, did you kiss a girl in that year? <laughs> <laughs> don't be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Turned out it wasn't a girl. Yeah. Um, it was Ronaldo. He was. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ronaldinho. He was a surprise. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a surprise it was. Um, well, Closer will be like, but he like, certainly lobs him. Wait, what? No. <laughs> You've got Come one on. step too far. Like, Closer will be thirty-six in the next World Cup. I'm not ruling that out. Yeah, well, you what shouldn't. you're not ruling out that will be thirty-six no, in the next World Cup. No, <laughs> I think that's easily provable. It's not a great shout. Oh, dear. We must move on. To league, <laughs> another big game. Really a jingle for that, really. I think so. Um, Get I, on it, <laughs> listeners, whoever. Um, another big game on the Sunday it was Marseille versus Paris Saint Germain, and it was uh, it was two apiece. Uh, Gignac with two for Marseille and Big Zlatan with two mm, for PSG. Zlatan. I loved it when Gignac scored his second. I think it was, and he was he's a bit of a fat lad, isn't he? Gignac, yeah. which is brilliant mm, to look very at. Serious face. Yeah, but he started going Ale, Ale, yeah. Ale mm. when he scored. Um, I face. really love that that chant. Ale, Ale, blow. Yeah, yeah. Ale, Ale, it's yeah. class. Really, yeah. really good. Um, let's talk about Zlatan mm. for the rest of the show. Um, <laughs> uh, what a goal! The <laughs> first one, <laughs> incredible. I thought he hit it with his studs at first. No, it was but a, it was. It was Proper sort of arrogant karate kick. Yeah, it? he barely moved. And then so Keller, after he scored that goal, he picked the ball up out the net. Oh, he did pick the ball, out, but he said, "Give us the ball, give us the ball." And he ran back to the centre circle with it. It's like mm. it's one all. I've got a free <laughs> kick to squeeze in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lovely free kick as well. Yeah, I thought the kick could have been better there. It was good out for it. Did you save that? Um, not if it was Latin. Never let it in. <laughs> the, uh, the Marseille uh, manager, another fine bit of uh, clothing, Ellie Bop. He was wearing like yeah. a, like the Marseille blue uh, tracksuit with matching baseball cap. Oh. What do you? What do you? What do you? The football fashion police. Oh, I really yeah. am. A few a few managers rocking the uh, baseball cap these days. Pulis, obviously. Mm. Uh, Jurgen Klopp loves a baseball mm. cap. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't like to see managers wearing baseball caps at games. I think they should be wearing suits. I think. Well, unless there's it's, no reason uh, for them to be in sportswear. No, exactly. Some of them wear boots. Yeah. What's that about? Yeah. yeah. Who's who's the man? Uh, you know, uh, Zambia coach who I love. Oh, Herbert um, Nard. Yeah. What yeah. about him with his white shirts? Yeah. 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 He carried one of his time. injured players onto the pitch to join the <laughs> celebrations. He might as well. The stadium might as well have been on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and he's rescued it. Did you know that there's a uh, a drug that releases the pressure in your eye called Zlatan? Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Well, true. Can you get yeah. some in? Yeah. Do you know anyone? I've got terrible glaucoma. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, 
releasing the pressure at a big club. Um, uh, Lorient won, Lyon won, third and fourth. Ali Adier on the score uh, sheet. Lyon yesterday's news, aren't they? That is the most <laughs> French update ever. <laughs> Lorient won, Lyon won, Ali Adier with the goal. Lyon. Allez les bleus. Yeah. <laughs> and we zoom off to the Portuguese League. Mm. Another big fixture on Sunday, Porto Sporting. Ridic. That is a Super Sunday. Not Aston Villa versus West Brom. No. That's a Super Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Porto 2, Sporting 0. One of the goals of the weekend. Um, oh, one of the, um, one of the goals of the season, whatever happens. Do you think from, from now on? Colombian striker. It's all about Colombian strikers. Talk us Jack, Jackson, Jackson Martinez. Go on, Jim. Yeah, uh, basically the ball's uh, lobbed over into the centre, so into the, the, the box. Looks quite route one at first, but Jackson Martinez has his back to goal. Just sort of lets it come near him. Back heel. It in, not even looking. But in the Incredible air, like a volley yeah, back in, heel. In, volley back heel in the air. He's got a, <laughs> better than Zlatan's. He's got oh, a fantastic okay. sort of chest and bicycle. He wasn't kick. looking at the goal. How can <laughs> about, about a month ago? He's a really, really talented, yeah, he did. able player. He's class, absolutely. But that that goal, it was almost like uh, the ball came into him and he chested it, and then he had his back to goal, and you're thinking, oh, you've messed that up. Mm. Now you're going to have to have another Defenders t- think he's going nowhere yeah. You're going yeah. nowhere yeah. Well you're going to have to You have <laughs> Didn't see that yeah, coming The goalkeeper's got a look on his face As if to just say oh, You prick <laughs> <laughs> My wife's watching this <laughs> yeah. Oh dear oh dear Right um, well that's the uh, end of the European football roundup. But let's quickly go to the FIFA house If we may we have, <laughs> We've left them alone for a bit um, They've come in for some criticism Funnily enough uh, For scheduled kickoff times for the next World Cup in Brazil because some of the matches will be played early afternoon in the tropical climates of, of the north of Brazil and people are saying that's for European television companies you sods uh, interesting to know though, that Brazil haven't been given any of the kickoff times in the afternoon just the evening mm. yeah strange it's, it's a little bit worrying because um, you want it to be an evil, even playing field if you, if you can and the thing is Brazil's such a big country that you know you've got Various different climates, haven't you? So it's never yeah. going to be. They're never going to be able to please everyone. I mean, so I mean, if England, England, whatever happens, England will use it as an excuse, <laughs> providing they qualify, which they may. It's nice to know one this far in advance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if if anything, it's the one thing that's going to probably finish Jack Charlton off. To be honest, because you remember how furious he was with the heat in World Cup '94. Can you imagine? Horrendous taste. <laughs> What? He's a, he's a man of advancing years. And again, he was wearing a baseball cap in '94 when he did that. He was, yeah. yeah. There you go. This yeah. all linked in. Yeah. All fits together. Um, uh, da Vinci Code with baseball caps. <laughs> I can't get the water to me, boys. Yeah. Uh, dear. Um, I've got to read this out. This is Sep putting his balls in it again. Um, uh, he was. Just he's dangling t- his balls in there. <laughs> just dipping in the custard. Fiddling around. Yeah. <laughs> not even making, not even hiding it. Not even doing it around the corner when no one can see. Just having doing a little it. play. Getting on top of the table in the canteen <laughs> and just dipping his hairy balls in the custard mm. and saying, what are you going to do about it, football? This is what's happening. This is what you're accepting. Yeah. I don't even know why there's custard being served. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, I might not want to do this, but for now I do. So suck on it. <laughs> yeah. The custard that, or the balls? That was the first part of the, the custard quote. on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he, went, he went on to say because he's, he's worried he's worried about the, the, the World Cup preparations in Brazil and he said when we came to Africa the Africans when they got the World Cup in May 2004 they were dancing during one year they were just dancing because they got the World Cup we had to call them and say please start work um, <laughs> 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 Just I'm a simple fairly sad that didn't happen. A simple phone call. Yeah. That's yeah. all it Who's took. he wrong? <laughs> Just like yeah, random <laughs> Hello, Africa. <laughs> Hello, Africa, get to work. We yeah. haven't even got it. It's South Africa you want. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then he said in South Korea and Japan they were so eager to organise the World Cup that they could have done two in my opinion it was overdone well, what do you they, want they never started dancing Effort, <laughs> effortlessly reinforcing stereotypes <laughs> all over the world I did, I did like what uh, Pele said about um, the World Cup he said the event will not have many problems but our biggest worry is the administration airports construction and hotels they're <laughs> all running late <laughs> that's the yeah. Michael Owen injury quote yeah. <laughs> all over again <laughs> Michael Owen again was injured this weekend yeah, was he? yeah of yeah. course he was of course he yeah. was uh, right then that's, with bad luck he <laughs> yeah. was unlucky this yeah, weekend yeah. it is bad luck oh and just before we go Michel Platini said that he wants the 2022 World Cup in Qatar to be played in the European winter time so ladies and gentlemen it will be happening in the European winter time <laughs> yeah. um, I, the quote that I read that Platini quote and the, the greatest bit about it was when he said that um, he, he voted for Qatar to stage the World Cup in 2020 that's right yeah because he had dinner with Nicolas Sarkozy mm. and uh, Sarkozy apparently uh, didn't didn't persuade him to vote for him. No, but the Qatar ambassador was there at the same but time. The prime minister, the prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can like, head like, of the country. He's yeah. like, oh, Carl, am I needed in the kitchen? I'll just leave you two to get acquainted. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about Seth. Yeah. He's yeah. just playing with the custard. It, it had nothing. <laughs> 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 it had nothing to do with the uh, with the decision, so uh, so there we've we are. All, we've all been there, right? We're back with Pete's game after this. Good news, Ramblers. We have a betting partner, and our betting partner, William Hill, are offering to match any sporting bet from ten pounds to twenty five pounds when you, a listener to the Football Ramble, open a new William Hill sports account. Go to thefootballramble dot com slash William Hill to find out more and claim your free bet now. Pete, give us a game. I will give you a game, Marcus. Please welcome Noel Whelan's house party. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Complete with Mr. Blobby or Wayne Rooney as his teammates yeah, call him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. A cheap one. A cheap ha, one. Ha, ha. Mr. Blobby Solano. <clears throat> Prepare, gentlemen. <laughs> I was born in Sutton. I know what Sutton is. I've been through there. Yeah. Stop. Mm. Don't do it. I'm going to go for Gareth Southgate. No. Stop. It's not Gareth Southgate. I'm going to go for Jodie Morris. It's not Jodie Morris. <sighs> My middle name is Stanley. Stop. <laughs> How has Jeff? It's a tough one this week, so uh, yeah, listen up. Hold down, hold tight. Uh, I was a midfielder. I featured in a weekly sketch in Match Magazine where I would be depicted as a potato or a vicar and many, many other nouns. <laughs> Interesting, that. It's a good fact. Mm, very good. Fact. I can't wait to find out who it is now. <laughs> I scored twice against Spurs in ten minutes, but my team still lost the game by four goals. Ooh. Oh. Sorry, say that again. He scored four. I scored, I scored I twice. Twice against Spurs, Spurs in ten minutes, but my team still lost the game by four goals. Football quizzes do not get tougher than this. Mm. I think this is going to test the listeners as well, personally. I had lovely blonde hair, frequently in brill cream curtains. Stop, Gary Flickcroft. No, just going on the curtains. Mm. <sighs> no, that's not the answer. I have a scary name. Stop. Peter Fear. Peter Fear. Yeah. Oh, oh, good. Yeah. good. Wow. Yeah. I played through the crazy gang. That's it. I am Peter Fear. Peter Fear. Yeah, good Peter one. Fear. Good one completely pal. forgot he existed because of the curtains bit. Mm. My goodness. Right, let's have some correspondence, damn you. Luke, what have you got for us? All right, everyone. Yeah, I think what I want to do is do give you a bit more detail about non-league day. Oh, um, yeah. We talked about it a bit last week. I think it's important. We all think it's important. It um, is important. It is obviously very important. Uh, it's next weekend. 
Um, there's just a bit more detail based. If you go to nonleagueday.co.uk, that's where you can find out all the information you should need. But a lot of um, places are doing um, little ground hops and setting things up um, for, it to, for you to make it easier to, to, to attend the game. So, for example, there's a Cheshire Conference ground hop. So, if you're up in the northwest and that sort of part of England, you can go Macclesfield, Stockport, and Hyde. They're all playing the conference. Uh, or Blue Square Premier as it's now known um, and they're staggering their kickoff times and putting coaches on in between the grounds I think the that's really good that's amazing that's yeah, class, that. and the coaches you just ask for a donation all the money goes to Marie Curie Cancer Care which is obviously a really noble charity um, AFC Telford are doing entry for a fiver uh, for people who've already got season tickets at another club um, Frickly AFC are doing the same but with, with, for free entry um, well, we have to go to Chelsea after this because this is another positive football. Sport. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's all sorts of other things going on. Like um, you can have a weekend ticket for local teams that are in the same area uh, so to good. save money. There's free programs being put out. Um, yes, that's this weekend. But go to nonleagueday.co.uk to get more information. Mm. Get on it. Excellent. Yeah. Go and get see Berwick Rangers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, any more correspondence? Yeah, we have a, a tweet from Twitter. Um, which was sent to us we from Twitter itself out. yeah Twitter <laughs> itself uh, it's it's at Ian Miller 84 I think retrospective action is needed on diving forced belly flop from the 10 metre board put it on TV I'd watch yeah definitely agreed Ian good shout yeah well, let's clear that up then do you remember when we, we talked about how we we're going to sort out whether the ball's over the line or not and um and Pete said they should make a water thing behind the line mm. so the ball went over it, it would st- I thought that was a really good idea I did. yeah. mm. why didn't anybody go for that no, 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 I no. lobbied because you only said it on here I think yeah, <laughs> I probably not influencing the game don't do half a job <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen it's profile time ooh yeah and we have the enigmatic Ian Wright Ian Wright, right, right Ian Wright, right, right uh, oh he was born on the 3rd of November 1963 only four years before the summer of love. Ian bloody right, ladies Ian and gentlemen. Right. Mm, yeah. An absolute joy mm. to watch him play football. He, um, he, well, he had a brilliant interview recently, which we put up on, on the Ramble site, um, which was um, conducted on the, the GR, GRM Daily. And he was very, very uh, uh, well, candid about his upbringing and how he got into football. I was in tears. It really at was. At particular point. It I was, was indeed. Like, oh, uh, when they brought up his teacher uh, some old um, television footage of him yeah. being his old teacher and I was in tears but I, I had no idea that you were in right. ribbons I was <laughs> in bits you were in pieces um, uh, it, well you came from a, such a humble background and that teacher you referenced was the only sort of guy who gave him mm. a father figure or guidance that's right. well, his he life. didn't get on with his dad his well, stepdad and all these kind of like his dad left when he was been, yeah, his dad was, was left it was in 18 months yeah. Yeah. and his stepdad wasn't a very nice man as he, as he put it his mum was an alcoholic um, he said, you know, he's a bit cocky when he was younger, but well, he, he even did some time in prison, didn't he? He, he did, yeah. That was a little bit later, yeah. But he had a, fo- a love for football from a, from a very young age, and he said it's what he lived for. But a really sad story. His stepdad, um, the, the room where the television was, was, was also, I think, the bed where the, the, the young lads would sleep, him and his brother. And when match of the day was on, his stepdad would make him turn away from the TV, and so they couldn't watch. And he said you could hear match of the day playing, and they just wanted to watch the football. It's like the start of a superhero <clears throat> movie. Yeah. Yeah. Psychological abuse. It's yeah, absolutely. It, it really is. And he said, you know, his stepdad wasn't was not a very nice. When man. he was on the telly afterwards, so, screw you. Well, that, that's what he says in this interview. He said, you know, when he got on Match of the Day, he was just saying to Des Lyon, "Mate, this is my Graceland. This yeah. is just mm. incredible to Correct. be here." You yeah. know, um, but yeah, Mr. Pigden was the teacher in mm. question, who was his first um, real positive uh, role model in life. You know, he taught him how to. He said he took him out of the class pretty much and taught him how to read and write properly. And and then when he heard he played football, he said, and he. He taught him a lot about the game, the importance to, to pass to your teammates. Because a lot of lads, you know, I mean, I, 
I'm sure a few of us have. You know, when you play football with with guys who perhaps have a bit of a bad upbringing or whatever, you know, there's a tendency to give me the ball and they want to just do it all themselves mm. and that kind of thing. Whereas this guy told him, you know, you got to pass to your teammates. A lot of the important stuff in the game. It's in you know good communication on the field. Encourage others. You know and this guy was so important. And as you say, Pete, that bit in the interview where he thinks he's he's died and he meets him again yeah. when he's a, an Arsenal player at Highbury. He's doing mm. a little thing. It's so emotional, really, <laughs> isn't it? It really is. It's um, but it, it made me. It just made me. When I saw it, it made me really. A, Sort of respect what he had achieved from yeah. where he had come from. That's right. Because I think there's so many of the things that maybe we have in our up- upbringing are just completely taken for granted. Oh, you yeah. Just take them as rare. You don't think anything about them. You know, but obviously a lot of people, and Ian Wright was one of these people, <clears throat> didn't have that. It's obviously how he maintained that drive as well to to get into football quite late as he did, to not give up on what his dream was and keep just trying because so few players make it when they get into the game professionally at the age mm. that he did he was, he was into his 20s no, but he was very close not to doing it I mean he went to as you say he was driving without any insurance and, and one thing or another and he went to prison I mean it wasn't it wasn't a bad guy you know, it wasn't no, no, it was like he didn't pay his fine or he didn't know he exactly, yeah. out or whatever and he said obviously that was a big eye opener as you could imagine and uh, he, when he was about 19, 20 he was working in sort of very undesirable jobs um, his partner was pregnant you know they had a, a kid already with them um, and he was going to loads of trials and he was writing to all the clubs and obviously very few got back to him and he was going to trials from the age of sort of 12 to about 19 years old it didn't happen and he he said that <coughs> excuse me he would work constantly on either foot work constantly on his heading um, practice practice he kept saying and, and uh, he had a trial at Brighton when he was 19 and he played down there for six weeks played well scored some goals and didn't get in and he just couldn't understand it so he pretty much did, uh, decided to, to give it up and concentrate on working you know and he'd, he'd got a, a better job so moved away from you know cleaning whatever it was he was cleaning but it was very undesirable and a trial came along at Crystal Palace and he decided against it he said I, I've had enough I've had enough of the disappointments and whatnot. And didn't he also say that he couldn't, he couldn't well it was a two week trial yeah he couldn't take two weeks of work or something exactly because like well to him he'd moved on he'd got a bit of a better job a little bit more money and coming in and had he adopted Phillips by at that point yes he had so yeah. he and Bradley the child to, yeah, and Bradley so. was on the way or yeah. maybe by that point he was born so he's got a family you know you can't just nip off and, and do two weeks with, mm-hmm. and, and risk losing the job that you've worked really hard to get um, and he was and now I didn't know this I thought he played semi-pro he never he was playing Sunday league yeah, yeah. I thought he was semi-pro yeah. but he said his Sunday league manager said look you can't turn this opportunity down and he said well imagine th- playing against Ian Wright in Sunday league as a woeful Sunday league set about myself I don't bear thinking about it's incredible isn't it so um, his boss at the, at, the, at the company where he was working at the job was a former pro himself and he only played in the game a couple of years but he said to Ian Wright look you've got to go to this trial professional football is the best thing you can do mm. and he said one week will say you've got family problems another week will say you're ill but I'll, I'll do my dance and I'll keep this job for you mm. which was incredibly good of the guy to do mm. and like Ian so, Wright himself said about that man himself he could, he could have gone the other way he could yeah. have been so bitter about him not having that's right. most illustrious football and career he could have just sort of went now you got to stay here or whatever yeah. mm. indeed and, and so he went to the trial and as he put it he said well I've got nothing to lose I'll turn up I'll play a bit of football for a couple of weeks and you know and because of that he expressed himself fully um, 
and he just kicked ass really in the trial. Uh, and there was one game where the, the Crystal Palace first team left back was playing, and he just said he just roasted him. Oh, no, one and, of the best quotes yeah. is when he says he plays. I, I saw the interview, and he says. I stepped up from Sunday League football to this division, whatever they were at the D- time. Division two, the old yes. division two, so Second one below tier. the top tier. And championship. Said, I couldn't believe how slow they were. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, I see, he was preparing himself yeah. for a massive step up. Yeah. He was going to just get, snaffle whatever goals he could. Yeah. And he said they couldn't believe how, and also how unprofessional they were. Yeah, because there was one bloke he saw smoking. And, Some yeah. of them wouldn't even stay late and practice their games. Well, that was, that was very about. interesting because um, well, Steve Koppel was in charge mm. at the time. He couldn't believe who this guy was. He's like, he's just. Come off the streets almost, yeah, yeah. you know, this is absolutely outrageous. So they said, you know, we want to keep you on. And he said, I've got a family to feed. I've got a, a, a job. You know, you say, oh, well, I'll give you six weeks trial. That's no good to me. And mate. to couple it looked like he was playing hardball, but yeah. he was genuinely yeah, yeah. awesome. Just, oh, look, <laughs> I've got enough things in my life that I need exactly. to be, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. be responsible for. And, and this is the thing, you know, we, I mean, we played a ramble match once, and there was a guy there who was fantastic. We won that game, I mm. But he was a great player, and I, and I spoke to him after, and I said, Come on, surely you must have done something in the game. And he said, I had a trial at Reading, I had a trial here, there, and everywhere. And he just said, life got in the way. Mm. Yeah. And, and for so many players, that must be the case. And, and Ian Wright was very it's, close. It's easy to think that you know, people just go into a club's academy, you make it at the academy, they make everything okay. It's not necessarily like that. No. You know? it's, like, it's, it's like in anything, you're trying to get set up with some sort of institution that can help you achieve your dream and do that. And there must be those players that fall through the cl- cracks because you can't take six weeks off of work or you can't even take two weeks off of work. It must mm. happen all the time. That's why when you have teams, semi-pro teams, um, you have players who are good enough to play semi-pro, but they they can't they can't do Tuesday night training, they can't do Thursday night training, yeah. they're not getting anything for it. Mm-hmm. Get a tiny amount of money, if anything, just expenses. A lot of travelling involved. Yeah. I think at that level, a lot of them would just rather play with their mates and have a good time. It's, right. it's a commitment that um, uh, it's easy to misunderstand. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, Koppel, they agreed to take him for three months, and he said, "Okay, I'll do that." So three months, and uh, he, he was pretty much 22 by then he was in the early 20s it was absolutely outrageous you know and and again Ian Wright you think most players we hear about them 17, 18 as you say through the academy whatever 20, early 20s but you're right look he was used to working a 7 till 7 kind of shift he said you turn up at training at 10.30 by 12.30 everyone had gone and he said this is just ridiculous <laughs> and so he said he'd get there at 9 in the morning and he'd leave about 4 the standage practicing all day, and he said he couldn't believe it. He said he got you know he had a as load many of balls as yeah, he could. He was use. like, I had a load of footballs. <laughs> I had a, I had goalkeepers. They were like, can I use this goalkeeper and take shots and practice? Yeah, and he just like he'd practice, practice. And he said when the goalkeeper would go home, he'd stick a pole in the ground and all this. He couldn't believe his luck. Yeah. He was got all these facilities, like a playground for him. And he's got such an infectious personality. And that he came. Must have just, he must have relished that opportunity. And, and that, when you when you know a bit about him w- with regards to all this kind of stuff, you think this is why he played the game in the way he did. Mm. You know, so we, I mean, we've, we've got to move on to his playing. You know, <laughs> and, he, and he did sign for Crystal Palace, and they signed him for a year into that three months. And uh, of course, he formed a brilliant strike partnership with with Mark Bright in the old second division, both amongst the goals. And they took Palace up into the to the top flight. Um, unfortunately, he picked up a few injuries in the eighty nine ninety season. Was was out for a while, which was one of the main reasons why Bobby Robson didn't take him to Italian ninety. He, he, had, he had such bad injury sort of luck yeah, he really throughout did, yeah. England careers yeah really, I mean I'm sure we'll come on to yeah, his England career but he scored a lovely uh, one for Palace against City at Main Road might have been the season they got promoted yeah the only, and the only reason I remember it it's a nice finish but because they won 2-0 and the first goal was a superb comedy own goal mm. by a mulleted moustached 
defender for Man City I can't remember it was right. Tony Colton came out the guys not, obviously not made a call the guys just ignored him just booted it in his own net <laughs> I think Wright celebrated anyway yeah, Wright was yeah, in yeah. the general facility he loved the celebration <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's be honest um, and then uh, I suppose his, his best moment for Crystal Palace when he came on against Manchester United in the 1990 FA Cup final United were 2-1 up and Wright came on and and that uh, that first goal he scored kind of just summed him up as, especially as a young striker and you can just imagine when he's talking about I can't believe how slow they were and all the rest of it he comes on is it Pallister he roasts he roasts two of them and slots in mm. and just goes off and he's loving it <laughs> nobody could love it that moment more you know just, and then he gets a, the second they go 3-2 up and then unfortunately for them Mark Hughes equalises yeah, and they I mean, lost the replay 1-0 that's, oh, that's heartbreaking I mean this very game I think has come up in profile <clears> before uh, but it is one of those famously heartbreaking games <clears> isn't it when there were still replays for the, the cup fight yeah, that's oh, right. right. The idea of having a replay for a cup fight is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. it really does. Yeah. Everyone's got to take the, the Wednesday off work or whatever yeah, to get yeah. down there. But he scored 100 goals, um, uh, more than 100 goals, sorry, for Crystal Palace, and he's regarded as one of the, the club's greatest ever players. And he was signed by Arsenal in 1991 for 2.5 million. He was 28. What, what an impact. He was 28. That's, the, that's, that's the amount of goals crazy. that man scored for Arsenal. Well, he's, he was Arsenal's yeah. all time top scorer until Thierry Henry came along. It's, it's absolutely it's incredible. It's the most extraordinary fact of his career in my view I think so 28 years old players are expected to be sort of these mm. days probably a little bit past mm. their peak by then but he still had time to play for West Ham at the end he always squeezed that in the thing obviously I support Arsenal as anyone that listens to the show will know but like, I cannot tell you how much I love and loved Ian Wright but yeah. was there a protest when they signed him there hero. was well there was um, the fans didn't want him he did said that. that a lot of people going well, why are we signing this guy You know, he's, he's not good enough they had Alan Smith the two time Golden Boot winner yeah, Kevin Rocky. Campbell Rocky as well Rocky David Rocastle you know Merson and Limpar were forward thinking players as well um, and, uh, and what was lovely as well is David Rocastle grew up in the same area mm. they were mm. mates you know so yeah, they're on the same estate I, the same think, road, I think I think they might yeah. have been yeah. it's like Rykel and Hullet yeah, yeah that's yeah. it isn't it Didn't, wasn't he golden boot scorer in his first season uh, first season I think for Arsenal yeah, yeah. Um, he, he, he scored, he scored on his debut yeah he, he got a hat trick in his league debut he also scored that'll shut him up scored <laughs> on his home debut as well yeah um, oh you want me in now do you <laughs> yeah. um, you want these goals he was Arsenal's top goal scorer for six years in a row and it just he became Arsenal he yes. epitomised yes. them in, in, a, in a way that you know few players have mm. um, since you know I just, I just, I just like it's almost he is he is the ultimate fans footballer he's, he's a fan yeah he's he's, playing. he's us on the pitch do you know what Absolutely. I mean so a, lot of, a lot of people kids growing up now maybe just starting to get into football stuff won't really know that Wright was such a good football mm. player because yeah, he's known media personality of course profile. but what I think was great with Ian Wright you know that nowadays there's a lot of talk about wages there's a lot of talk about this and that the enthusiasm and the love he had for the game and the yeah. way he played it he every goal he scored he just absolutely loved it what? he would he would you know people go on about oh the passion of some players and do they care and, and, and all these kind of questions Ian Wright and a great rapport with the fans couldn't get enough of mm. playing football no. yeah but he sort of you know, had, had this real had and has this huge enthusiasm for life itself yeah. football was just his sort of conduit for that and you can see how much work he put into his game as well because oh, yeah. it's easy to forget that he would score all different kinds of goals oh he my was, goodness he would yeah. score dinks chips just like um, he was a real poacher Explosive. as well you wouldn't want to drop the ball near Ian Wright because no. he would just bury it he's, he was, he's, it was, as I say he was top scorer for Arsenal six years but in a row I think, was, I think he didn't score under 23 goals for five or six years longer it, yeah. than that right. Right. For, I think at, at any point at Arsenal actually in the 92 uh, season when he signed for them when mm. Arsenal beat Liverpool 4-0 he scored mm. two 
he just he completely roasted them the thing is he kept, <laughs> he kept breaking the offside trap yeah because um, I was just trying to remember if he was top scorer that season or not but I remember that game and I he, think he was he kept breaking the offside trap mm. so often like by the middle yeah. of the second half it was yeah. just re- embarrassing <laughs> you were sort of pleading with the Liverpool defenders to do something different what, what, yeah. I, what, I, just, I just love the way he played you yeah. know and okay he was a bit of a hothead as well we'll move on to bits but, pieces, then, but uh, you know but what that, that's part of him yeah but what apparently I, he would wind up defenders like literally oh, no one else he was well, legendary for and Sol Campbell was the only one he couldn't Get apparently. really, yeah. <laughs> I think Sol Campbell was just. Oh, a, this links in nicely. Well, you know, a fellow dwarfer. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I just, you know, the way he played and so on. It was almost like you know, managers. You could just imagine Alex Ferguson as well. Who is he? he shouldn't be playing. That's not. That's just, he's breaking tradition. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's not the etiquette. You know, yeah. just running around, just, <laughs> just smiling away. You Every goal he's orchestrating the fans. It's you talk about him being love, loving the game so much. Apparently, like. He used to when it came up for contract renewal to Arsenal. Apparently, mm. he used to go in and sign it. Yeah, he wasn't That's it. He's almost. He's one of those guys that would just think to himself, "I'm getting paid to do this." Yeah. Yeah. You know, what about, well, because he'd, he'd lived, he'd lived the alternative exactly. Yeah. That's the the goal, he knew what the alternative was. Yeah. I would say with half of these footballers, you know, when they're five years, six years into their professional career, for a month to see, for you know, take them out for a month, get them to temp in an office or on a building site or something. They'd yeah. certainly come back a lot. I imagine him get Stuart Peter taking doing some bit of lecky work. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he probably still does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. David, David Batty used to do. That, apparently, he used to yeah. right score the brilliant goal, and I remember it because it was against Southampton. In that season as well, where see, it's an amazing bit of goalkeeper from David Seaman. Ball come over from a free kick or something or corner. Looks like it's going out of play. Mm. And Seaman with one hand keeps it in. Yeah. And in one movement, throws it out to Ian Wright on the left wing. Mm. Probably he's probably in the left back position, and he absolutely blitzes it. It's yeah. like everyone else is in slow motion. <laughs> and smashes it in. It's an incredible goal. One of my, I think one of my favourite Ian Wright goals against Everton, um, where he. Dinks it, past, he, he he sort of flicks it past the defender one way, then flicks it past him another way, and just lobs Neville Southall. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, no, he, because he was, he was brilliant. He appeared uh, for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's brilliant with the ball in the air. Well, yeah. If he was in the box probably. and the ball was in the box, yeah. how, how, however those two were in relation to each yeah. other, yeah. you're in danger. But he was so unorthodox. Yeah, so who is this guy? He's forever. Why is he laughing? <laughs> Why is he always <laughs> laughing? <laughs> which which end was it? Was it the clock end where it always seemed like the the punters were always on top of him yeah, yeah, yeah. so close yeah, clock yeah, Highbury, yeah. Yeah. and uh, he was forever scoring just near that big effing scoreboard he's like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he sort of kind of bridged the gap between the Graham and Wenger eras as well because he was only there briefly under Wenger he didn't like um, oh the time he met Ber- Bergkamp's a classic story as well wasn't it what was that one Do you know that story where he basically Ian Wright he didn't know that Bergkamp had signed for Arsenal yeah. and Ian Wright was just driving around it wasn't even anywhere near Arsenal apparently right. he was just driving around he got into, the pe- into, a, into a petrol station and he was waiting there for ages because there was this car in front of him and the petrol cap was on the wrong side oh, that's right and he starts he thinks I'm going to get out in a minute and he gets out and he gets out <laughs> to try and say to him well he says I think oh I was trying to help him but probably to give him a bit of a bit of an yeah, earful yeah, yeah. Yeah. and it was Dennis Bergkamp <laughs> oh right <laughs> yeah. and he said what are you doing here he goes I'll just, I'll just sign for Arsenal and apparently right, right said I went back, when he found out Bergkamp just signed he went back into his car waiting for Bergkamp to drive off and just sort of went yes <laughs> <laughs> I'm banging the banging the steering wheel and stuff. That's, oh, that's guaranteed me an extra ten goals this yeah. season. He also didn't he also uh, muck up when he 
thought he had broken the record. He did. He did, yes. Yeah, he, that's, he, he, that's his last brought, season brought for Brought a t-shirt out of the wrong one, one thing we've got to say, <laughs> in his first season um, at Arsenal, when there's um, <laughs> so much to say, uh, when the fans were moaning, he pipped Gary Lineker to the league's Golden Boot Award. Mm. His first season, superb. Um, uh, also, he missed out on Euro 92. Uh, Graham Taylor didn't call him up, which is quite an odd one. Yeah, well, some of the players that were picked over him were ridiculous. Mm. David Hurst. Um, <laughs> David Hurst in the yeah. squad. Uh, Brian Dean. No, I mean players. Brian Dean Gold Machine. Brian Dean. Respect. Brian <laughs> Dean. Like players that have been picked over him throughout the season. Oh, okay, of right, 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 right. Um, he, he won a couple of trophies at Arsenal in '93, League yeah. Cup and FA Cup. '94, um, of course, England didn't qualify for the World Cup. Um, I didn't pick Ian right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he, he, I mean, he did his damnedest to get yeah. San Marino, didn't he? That's true. Scored four in that game. Alan Smith. True. Alan Smith was getting another head of him a lot as well, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Euro '96, when that came around. To be fair, you had Cheer and Sheringham, Les Ferdinand, Robbie Fowler. Euro 96, you could argue it was a good squad. I mean, the, the, yeah. the, the time between like, about 91, 92 and through to about 95 yeah. was probably quite But do you know what? Yeah, Matt on the, uh, you know, on the fringes as well. Him and yeah. Letiz. That would have been a great partnership. Yeah. <laughs> it's but incredibly unlucky with his England career. Though. Very unlucky. I mean, France 98, he would have gone. But he yeah. got injured. But he got injured. However, of, of all these tournaments... The one he went to, Le Tournoir, they won. Come <laughs> 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 amongst the guy, I think he scored against Italy. Yeah. I love I mean, it. It's, when it's he's funny to think about the Tournoir that until we won it, it wasn't really seen as a big one. <laughs> <laughs> like the World Cup. I don't, yeah, it's true. I don't think it was one. We're doing this one next year. We're probably not going to, but that's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, and that night in Rome when England drew nil-nil with Italy, and he hit the post in injury time. Mm-hmm. But he said, like, I just remember him after the game. You, they, no one could have been happier yeah. than Ian Wright. You know, I can remember that was an England game. I forget which one it was, but he he had to come off injured, and um, the, the camera scanned across the bench just in the middle of the second half or whatever. Um, and Ian wasn't on the bench he's going to get treatment or whatever he's down on the sidelines with his uh, big jacket on cheering the England yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so absolutely loved it yeah absolutely <laughs> um, uh, we can't gloss over his running battle with Peter Schmeichel no can we no. No. <laughs> never scored against him did he no he never and Schmeichel never scored against him so he didn't get one over him um, I remember that game at Highbury where it um, there was a bit of pre- there's a bit of previous uh, in mm. one of the games and, and that game and the first chat big challenge they both went into where neither was hurt actually the ball burst just <laughs> 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 fury bloody hell I love the idea of like a 40 year old listening to this now what that actually happened it did happen. <laughs> it really yeah. did actually as well I love the idea ball so burst <laughs> <you> back then <laughs> it's, it's absolutely outrageous the rage <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's interesting that you, you bring that up Luke I do hope because a lot of people know right from his subsequent TV work as you say but I, 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 I know we have a lot of younger listeners and I, I wonder how they view him right and it's if they like understand how Lineker good he well. was yeah. Yeah. but how, how, what a varied player and what a brilliant character and just what, yeah. what a joy he was really I mean, I mean we could do with another Ian Wright really in the league I yeah. think, because it's just he was fantastic um, yeah so the, <laughs> the battle with Peter Schmeichel fortunately later on they, they became mates and, yeah. and what not uh, on the match of the day sofa it was quite a nasty undertone to it wasn't there, there, there was allegations of racism and all that sort of stuff but Wright right was that type of player although that type of guy really from his background and all the rest of it he said you know if someone gives me something I'll give it back mm-hmm. and, and uh, I'll burst the ball <laughs> 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 um, but 97-98 was his last season for Arsenal um, where he, he won the title won the league title and, and, and got the, uh, the Arsenal's all time record well, um, that, that, that incident basically summed up his entire career in one game basically mm. scored the 170 
178th goal, thought he'd broken the record, P- pulled a t-shirt out saying yeah. 179, just done it. Yeah. So that shows like his bit of wackiness of his character yeah. and then just got a tap in and did it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the same game. Because he waited for ages before that. Yeah, he, had, yeah. he went through a bit of a drought. Yeah. But then was, was a, waiting for it. Like, yeah. It was three or four goal games where he didn't score. Yeah. And, then, and then there was like a, an international break. And you're sort of thinking, well, he's not getting any younger. You know? yeah. He was 34. He was 46 when he signed. <laughs> you know? But he kept going for some time. But after to, for Arsenal. a guy to become Arsenal's all-time record goal scorer, a club like Arsenal, yeah. uh, incredible history. And okay, Thierry Henry went on to break that. But he, you know, he started playing. It and took Thierry Henry to break. It did. Yeah. It's exactly. And they and they take Thierry as, to break that to be fair, as well, he was really good friends with Thierry Henry, and apparently yeah. he helped him settle in quite a lot. And I think Ian Wright was there when Henry broke the record, and you could see he was yeah. just happy for his mate. Of as well. course, of course, he loved the club, you know. But twenty-eight years old, he signed for that club and broke their all-time goal-scoring record. Mm. Just different class. <laughs> different class. And there was a lovely image, wasn't there, when when Tony Adams burst through against Everton to score that um, famous fourth goal, and Wright's just like clinging onto his back. Sums it all up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh dear! You, you've got to talk about his single. <laughs> we have oh, to talk about his he single. released a single. Do the right thing. Absolute shit. <laughs> <laughs> the YouTube. We what, nearly got over the finish line. One of the best YouTube <laughs> comments ever, isn't it? Uh, the that? first, the most liked comment on his single, right, yeah. is uh, worst song of all time, and the singing is fucking bollocks. <laughs> What I would argue is it was that Andy least, Cole. At least he was singing. Well, yeah. he was actually asked, "Was your song better than Andy Cole's?" And he went, "Yes, but the less said about the two, the better." Yeah. To be fair, to I you. think Andy Cole's is better. Andy Cole's in an open top car, isn't he? Like going down the strip yeah. in Las outstanding. Vegas. Outstanding, outstanding. Yeah. It is outstanding. Um, oh, we uh, we could talk so much more about Ian Wright, but um, <laughs> we're going to have to sort of gloss over the end of his career. He went to West Ham for a season, and then briefer spells at Nottingham Forest, Celtic, and, and a handful of games uh, up in Scotland. Finished at Burnley. Yeah, um, but it, you know, Crystal Palace and Arsenal. Did he finish at Burnley around the same time Gaskell went to Burnley? Because Gaskell also ended his career at Burnley. I hope not. I saw him play for Burnley as well because <laughs> he went on for a couple of years after he left West Ham, didn't he? Mm. It was sort of just not. He went to Celtic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and since then, you know, the media career has is, is all for yeah. everybody to see. But what I would say is actually the football behind bars TV show he did. Was, was brilliant actually and that is um, something that I think that hopefully they'll roll out um, in juvenile prisons around the country because that would make a difference and he was brilliant on that I really, I really thought but it's, it's, uh, it's his footballing career that he should course, be remembered of for course. Right. I've, I've sort of worked with him a couple of times on a couple of radio shows and stuff but, and the one thing that strikes me is that he's just a man with a proper heart he yeah. loves football mm. he's such a warm warm man he, he was up for doing the uh, I think he was giving away the Ballon d'Or um, but uh, he was actually asked to do it by Sepp and really? then, then Sepp came out and said something about racism isn't that bad or something about racism <laughs> and, thing. and he actually oh said he, he didn't want to do it and it got given to somebody else he deserves a lot of credit for that yeah. I think fair play he hit Sepp so what can you yeah, yeah. No, there yeah. Another. that's enough to get him in you should have just said that at the top <laughs> <laughs> but um, he voted Arsenal's fourth greatest player ever uh, he played the century for Palace as well wasn't he he got voted really high up in, in a yeah. poll for Palace fans yeah I think, I think. so I think so um, but yeah th- that uh, GRM Daily interview is worth checking out from nothing to, to something sums it up with Ian mm. Wright uh, marvellous to watch and uh, a professional footballer who loved the game and in he comes the team win that's all fun. Ian Wright ladies and gentlemen well, that's the end of the show for this week ladies and gentlemen if you'd like to get in touch the email address is show at the football ramble Dot com and the Twitter is at Football Ramble. What's going on at the website, Lukey? Um, as Jim mentioned at the sort of top of the show, is a little compilation of the best dives or the funniest dives we could find. Um, regular uh, in-depth articles on the beautiful game, 
as well as some more funny and, 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 and sort of uh, entertaining ones. There's a chat forum. Videos. Yeah, oh, there's, yeah, there's videos. That Ian uh, Wright thing's up there. Yeah, the Ian Wright uh, interview we, we've referenced quite a lot on the profiles in there. Um, there's a couple of new t-shirts. You can get a 50 into one t-shirt now. Nice. Imagine wow. that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, do, do check it out, thefootballroundable.com. There you go. Uh, right, say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. Goodbye from Luke. Goodbye. It's goodbye from me, you little buttercups. Say hello to Detective Gordon Luke Hart of the Los Angeles City Sheriff Office. <laughs> <laughs> you just have. There you go. Yeah. Do you want to expand on that further? Or? No. <laughs> Give him a howdy. Howdy. He, he, he knows like who that. he is. He knows who he is. Howdy, Detective.